Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Electrifying Ghost Chronicles International. I am your host, Ryan Kolich, who shares a lot of attributes to our uh, topic, but we'll get into that later. With me across the pond is the gold standing in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Good evening. Did you just compare yourself to Nikola Tesla? And we actually have a lot of similar similarities. I wasn't. I I was amazed how many we do. Everything from yeah. uh, st- statue to uh, uh, ideas and uh, other things. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have a pet pigeon? I uh, actually I did. There we are then. You are indeed the reincarnation of Nikola Tesla. Yes, he was the same height as me, same weight as me when he was young. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Anyways, uh, if, if you haven't guessed it, uh, tonight's topic is... About you. Nicole Tesla. Not whatever the hell his name is. Anyways, Tesla. Oh, come Tesla. on. Right here on... You've got to be able to say Nick, Nikola Tesla. I can't say that. Nick, uh, Nikola Tesla. Reach Tesla. back to your Eastern European ancestry. Right, because you see that? It even comes from the same Eastern... Well, not well, quite, but... Do you know what? That's actually one of the first mysteries of Tesla, his nationality, because... Um, He's Serbian. Well, his parents were Serbian. Yeah. Where he was born was Croatia. True. Which is now part of... And that particular part is now was Austria then, but is now Croatia. And, of yeah. course, he became an American citizen. Well, I lost you there. Well, after he moved to the, uh, America... Um, as a young man, he took American citizenship later in life. And yeah. so Austria, Croatia, Serbia, and the United States all claim him. Well, he was, he was born. Uh, well, he was born. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was born. Sir, in, he was born to Serbian parents. His father was a, uh, yeah. an Orthodox minister. His mother was actually an inventor, which is was intriguing. She had a whole bunch of inventions, uh, household and, and farming inventions. And he was born at midnight during a thunderstorm. And the midwife says, this child will be a, a child of the storm. And his mother said, no, he will be a child of light. And hence the beginning of William no, Nicola, whatever his name is, Tesla. Well, you <laughs> I'm going to box with this. You all. just call him William then. I did, I did. <laughs> this is a man with three. This is this is a man with three hundred patents. I know, I know. An absolute genius. Although you know, one of the uh, the things about Tesla, like um, like the cars, uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, um, is is. The amount of bullshit that surrounds Tesla, because, I mean, he was undoubtedly a genius, and like many geniuses, uh, he was flawed. Yeah. 
he was in many ways eons ahead of his time and that's given rise to almost a uh, a whole industry of conspiracy theories and wacky claims that relate really? to Tesla. Really? Um, I mean, fact, uh, his biography has been well written and uh, is relatively well known uh, in that he did indeed... Depending he, on your Well, I mean, uh, he came to America, he was employed by Edison. Uh, he came to America went, with four cents in his pockets. And poems, and some poems here. Well, again, you see, this is part of the mythology of Tesla. Um, these these are the bits that were filled in later by other people. Uh, but there's no doubt he came to America, and he was employed by Edison, who recognized his talent as a creative genius inventor, and Edison... Um, nurtured him and encouraged him and gave him facilities. Yeah, but then, well, he worked 20 hours a week for seven days a week, so I would Yeah, be. I mean, well, he also <laughs> famously, I mean, his own, his, in his own words, he slept for two hours a night. And mm-hmm. many of his great, great problems um, were solved by inspirational flashes. And this is something the other geniuses have said, too. Um, but he, he did, he, I mean, he had... A certain number of let's deal with the failings of Tesla first before we deal with the the successes of Tesla. Uh, one, yes, he's, failures. You are a terrible well, businessman. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll come on to that later. But in, in terms, well, of, where are we talking about for failings then? Yeah, well, I mean, you, fa- you he. Well, you, that's because you interrupted me. Okay. Uh, in in terms of failures, he suffered from uh, OCD. Uh, he was. He was famously um, averse to pearls and any round objects, fat women. He refused to touch his hair or anybody else's hair. Anybody else's hair, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that was another of his failings. Uh, One day when his secretary came into into work wearing a string of pearls, he just sent her home and banned her from ever coming into the building wearing pearls again. He had these aversions, and he had yeah, all the same with uh, women's earrings. He had the same obsession with women's earrings. Yeah, he I mean, he developed, pulse. he was a germaphobe. He developed mm-hmm. obsessions and compulsions about things. Um, and these, these, these are characteristics of somebody who has what we would call today Asperger's syndrome. Like the number three? Uh he did, yeah, exactly. He well, it was it was multiples of three. He right. would walk three times around a block uh, before he would enter a building. He would wipe up um, dishes with eighteen cloths. He would only stay in hotels rooms that were divisible by three. Divisible by three, uh, and that also didn't just apply to hotel rooms. It applied to many, many of the buildings right. that he took rent of. The number had to be divisible by three, and um, it was one of the one of you know one of his numerous failings. You know, he, he was a savant. He was a genius. He suffered from OCD. He was um, many, many he went out of college. The one thing that he wasn't... Yeah, was, he just flunked out of the college, though. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got a full scholarship to college, and uh, yeah. he became so obsessed with the uh, alternating current motor that he actually stopped doing work and just flunked out of college. Yeah, 
but they're the things that we know about him, and they're, you know, they're, they're his flaws, his character flaws, and that's what makes him human. He didn't come from another planet. He didn't, you know, I mean... Are you sure? <laughs> there are lots of myths of, of Tesla, and that's part of the problem, because it allows... If you click on YouTube, for example, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of pages and videos and... Uh, attributions to Tesla. They say that he invented an anti-gravity drive, that he worked on the Philadelphia experiment, that he really? deconstructed the Great Pyramids of Giza and understood them. And you know, ev Every weird, wacky theory, idea, and notion um, is linked to Tesla. But he, he came up with some stunning inventions. For example, I mean, let's, we, we start, I started early talking about the Tesla car, the electric car. Um, which is in his, named in his honour. had nothing to do with him. He didn't invent the Tesla car, uh, the brand. Um, but what he did do is he he didn't like as a as a he was a, an environmentalist, and he didn't like uh, the idea of wasting energy. And what he 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 didn't like the gasoline engine, the internal combustion engine, and thought that he could do better. And he came up with a device called the Tesla Turbine, which was a small, efficient, gas-powered engine, a gasoline-powered engine, um, that used rotating bladeless discs with an efficiency of greater than 60%. Now, compare that to the gasoline engine, the internal combustion engine, that has a rating efficiency of between the high 40s and some of them touch approaching 50% efficiency. Uh, it was never put into production, of course, because, um, except in a very limited capacity, because people, the big motor manufacturers, had a vested interest in the piston technology of the internal combustion engine, and they went with that rather than the Tesla turbine. Um, the induction, the AC motor, the induction motor, uh, which powers my hybrid car, uh, the, the, the Tesla car, hair dryers, vacuum cleaners, every electric AC electric motor on the planet is derived from his patents. Uh, but it, what's interesting about the patents for the induction motor is, is actually it was jointly invented simultaneously, well it wasn't jointly invented, it was invented simultaneously by Tesla, who submitted his patent mere days before an Italian inventor came up with exactly the same um, induction motor, the AC motor. Uh, his, his name was Ferrari. Had nothing to do with the cars. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Tesla cars could have been called Ferrari, but I guess that might cause the problem. Um, but most people remember, of course, the Tesla coil and uh, his experiments in something. He was so far in, in advance of his days that 100 years ago, he was creating the technology that we are just starting to use today in our smartphones, this idea of wireless charging of devices, the wireless transmission of power through the air, um, this idea that you could send electricity. Just well, yeah, we're jumping over so much of his early life. And you have to. to. You have no, we to. don't, because there was so much about him that was so exciting. I mean, when he left Edison's lab, when he left Edison's lab, uh, he thought he was going to set the world on fire, and, and he got uh, connected with a couple of guys that, that wanted the, the special light bulbs uh, invented, and uh, he worked on it and got patented, and 
patent them on the the partnership and he got totally screwed out of everything out of that he ended up digging ditches for two dollars an hour uh for years and he didn't know well about the years but for months and didn't know where his meals were coming from so he he had a difficult life and and you were right when you said he was so much about nature because his idea was to bring free lectures uh, he he believed that uh, the mysteries of nature were should be available to everyone, right. and it was. And the interesting thing about it too is when he had his electrical motor uh, finance by uh, Westinghouse, uh, his original contract gave him two dollars and fifty cents for every horsepower generated, and uh, he would have been the richest man on the face of the earth, even more than Gates of the restaurant. But uh, the investors of Westinghouse uh, were having problems pushing the alternating coming thing, and uh, he tore up that contract in a, in a heartbeat and didn't didn't try to you know rewrite it or anything. He just said, oh, "That's fine, okay, I'll I'll drop the royalties," and and that was it. So he was very much a higher a noble man, uh, much higher noble than uh, we believe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a slight myth that uh, Tesla was, I mean, he did die in poverty, uh, but he was still receiving quite a substantial salary um, from Westinghouse right up to right. the very end. Uh, I think it was $125 over over his rent, plus his rent, so $125 mm-hmm. over rent. And they've given it, I think there was also a lump sum payment of around $7,000 mm-hmm. uh, annually from Westinghouse in what? Wh- but he was, as you say, he made some, um, people say he made some bad investments, but a great deal of the money that he did make, he put into um, warehouse space for storage uh, and laboratory space. And, of course, famously, the thing that broke him was um, the Wardencraft Tower in New Jersey. Oh, okay, the New Jersey one. Yeah, he, he also went to when he Colorado. Went to- Colorado and, and had that uh, laboratory built. He he blew through a hundred men in six oh eight months. So yeah, uh, with, with, I, no, with no the, see the the interesting thing about it is you know he was he was a darling at the time when when AC Current finally got adopted it and and uh, Weston House got the uh, the Niagara Falls thing uh, to generate electricity from Niagara Falls and everything. He, he made a lot of money. He made an awful lot of money. He, he lived in a beautiful hotel's room. He, he ate it at the top rest, restaurants. He was uh, adopted by the the, mm-hmm. uh, the upper echelon of society in New York City. And, and But he had no sense of business. He would spend all kinds of money. He would, would come up with this stuff. And, uh, and unfortunately... Uh, got a little larry. They were they were less likely to invest one because of different reasons. Well, what you should have said there is his pigeons came home to roost in the end. <laughs> 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 because he he did. I mean, this story of him having pet pigeon um, and adopting pigeons, which he used to. I mean, he he put pigeons above people. He had the, he he actually put the pigeons above people, and he would turn down opportunities to. Uh, although he did meet the president and he met Einstein and other famous people, but he preferred his own company. And and he well yeah I remember there's a famous story of inviting Mark Twain back to the laboratory one evening to show him uh, the 
one of the Tesla coil uh, lightning experiments, lighting up the. Um, but uh, he would he would often prefer the company of his pigeons. Or these weren't his pigeons; these were just New York pigeons. Right. Um, but everything we're doing tonight on this show, and everything that everybody's using to listen to the show, can be directly traced back to Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, AC current that's powering the computers, email. the the email, the transmission of... He even foretold of the day when, in the future, people would be able to carry small devices in their pockets and be able to communicate with any other person by sound and picture in the world. That's a smartphone. Yeah, that's true. You know, he, he uh, gave he gave us coloured neon signs. Uh, neon wasn't invented by by Tesla, but he he experimented with neon uh, with the different gases and came cold up light. with cold light, as he called it. Yeah, and he came he he went to uh, was it the World Fair and he set up a booth with uh, coloured neon signs, writing mm-hmm. and spelling words, the forerunner of the neon sign. Uh, and he went. He went to uh, the university and put on a uh, demonstration for the scientists and investors, where he took uh, tubes of gas, and was able to light them with no wires or anything. That's a cool trick. Is that one that you've done using radio frequency energy? Yeah. His yeah. Tes- his, his interesting thing. There's, there's a story during this demonstration. He had his Tesla coil, which could generate a lot of power, let's put it that way. Uh, and uh, he would actually allow it to hit him and have the electricity pass. Uh, and that that fascinated all the uh, the, the uh, scientists and everything. Out of it. But he, he knew what was going on because it was the skin effect where the electricity actually didn't penetrate the body, but, but traveled along the, the skin. Oh, f- oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean... The man, I, I suppose we could also attribute to Tesla the invention of the electric chair, which has sent a great many, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> a great many people into spirit. Um, <laughs> because well, you know what you you bring that up, Steve. Now I'll notice to you, what is the difference to the body of an electrical an AC current going through you and a DC current going through you? What's the difference? Yeah, what's the difference to your body? Well, in effect, nothing. Oh, it affects quite a bit. No, it's not voltage that kills you, it's current that kills you. Uh, right, AC, exactly. AC has a higher current than DC, that's... And, and also has the alternating amp, current, damage. which... which, which uh, the, where the DC is more... It, it passes through you uh, versus the alternating current, which changes... And uh, causes damage. It's the change. Uh, well, if you sent twelve volts AC through your body at this at the sort of battery level ampage, so mm-hmm. milliamp milliamps and DC, there wouldn't be any difference. But the difference is that AC can be sent at a much higher current, so it's the amps that do the damage, uh, not the volts. That's why. That's what Tesla knew, of course. I mean, that's why he was able to play with the coil, the Tesla coil, because it was extremely high voltage, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of volts, but very, very low current, and that was from AC um, via the Tesla coil. 
Um, so yeah, all electricity, regardless of whether it's DC or AC, uses the skin effect. That's why antennas work, and that's why you know, most people think that, that electricity goes through a wire. In actual fact, it only goes down the outside of the metal part of the wire. Obviously, if there's a plastic or braid coating on it, it's inside that. But um, And that's why we're safe in cars, of course, because lightning is DC. Lightning is DC, not AC, and lightning will do I'm just as much, <laughs> but it has a very high current. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's not the volts that do the damage, it's the amps. Right. It, the, uh, the, the electricity, actually, uh, for instance, uh, the, the AC current, uh, if, if you run it through your heart, it, it, uh, through, into your body, then your muscles actually contract, and which causes the, the damage versus the DC, which it does not, depending, once again, but on the total current. Well, a lot of, all our defibrillators are DC-powered. That's right. So, you know, as far as your body's concerned, it is the movement of electrons. The fact that with AC they're moving backwards and forwards, and with DC they're going one direction, it doesn't really make any difference. So still, it's still just a electrons traveling your body doesn't really respond any differently we use you know our heart we start defibrillators and stuff that are dc powered we can be killed by ac currents we can be killed by dc currents if they're high enough it's it's it that's what interferes with the nervous system and that's what does the damage so for example if you if you get a belt an electric uh, shock um the skin damage the burn damage from a lightning bolt, for example, is actually quite superficial. There are many, many people who've been struck by lightning and had, you know, minor third-degree burns from it. Exactly. Uh, because if their skin is wet, you know, it's better to be struck whilst wet in the rain than be dry um, if you're going to get struck. Because if you're wet, the skin effect will actually work to your advantage. Uh, it's also better to try to be struck at the lower part of your body or on one side um, so the electricity doesn't pass near the heart because mm-hmm. it's that sudden burst of electricity through the heart causes the heart muscles to well to go into arrhythmia. It throws the rhythm out of the heart. And that's what kills you. Lightning just stops right. your heart. Very few people are actually killed by being burned. And if you, if you got struck, say, for example on your right hand whilst your left foot was on the ground, you're going to die. If you get struck on the right hand while your right foot is on the ground, you're probably going to live. <laughs> it's because it, it's on the side avoiding the heart. Right. It's one of those weird peculiarities as to why people survive lightning strikes. And Tesla knew this. I mean, the man spent his entire life not just under, uh, studying electricity, but he, gen- he properly understood electricity. Hey. I mean, even when he was a little child, when he was yeah. very small, uh, one day, there's a good, nice story about that. Uh, he, he was uh, with a cat, Matok, and uh, he was stroking Matok during the window with the, the dry humidity, and he could see the electricity going through it. And he asked his father, he says, what is this? He says, that's it's a cat. What, this electricity, it's... like light, and stop it, you're hurting the cat. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the other thing too is is what people don't understand is that uh, when Tesla had 
was very much into the spiritual side, uh, as, as though I don't think he would, we would call it that nowadays, but it very much was. He could uh, uh, have these visions. He had these day visions where he would work on his inventions in his mind's eye. In other words, most of his inventions, by the time he was ready to, to do them, he had already worked on them in his mind's eye. He, he tried this without really doing things and uh, he he even was able to uh, according to uh, uh, the biography is that he was able to project himself to other places and understand foreign languages and go to foreign countries without ever being there uh, with his mind so he had this great uh, I guess uh, spirituality that uh, we a lot of people don't know about, and and that's one of the, the things that attributed him. When he went to work for uh, uh, Edison, Edison was quite the op. He was practical. He he did everything with his hands. He built things and and saw how they worked, and then worked on them there. See how they failed, and worked from it there. Well, Tesla did a lot of this stuff in his his mind's eye, and you, you hit on it before you about him doing his. Uh, problems while he was sleeping, but uh, yeah, that's not that he slept much. But uh, he had this spiritual side that a lot of people don't realize he did. He was a nightmare in terms of um, his inventions, because with with his, he would, he would as you just said, uh, he would create a device right down to the, the last nut and bolt. He could visualize it in his head, and he almost never wrote um, these detailed plans down. I know, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he knew exactly what he was making, and he knew exactly what he, what he needed making, but he... We have very few detailed plans, except the building and construction plans that he did for the patents, or he had drawn up for the patents. He mm. didn't do them; uh, others did them, you know, because they were needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it left it it left, and that's why we have the mystery of Tesla, because there is grown up around Tesla, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, a mythology. Mm-hmm. It, an absolute mythology. And, of course, it crosses over into the paranormal. Which we are going to talk about when we come back, because we're going to be right. taking a break, pretty much. And it is uh, called Ghost Chronicles International. It is. Are you yeah. sure? Well, we are got you to really do, sure? We've got to do the paranormal at some point. Are you sure? Yeah, you this is not sure. an homage to genius. I don't know. Well, you're on it. Okay. So, anyways, uh, coming up to the break, I thought it was going to be quicker, but we still have three seconds. And uh, uh, still doing your radio show, The West Files? Uh, yeah, I had, I got the viewing figures, and it's now the most successful of all of the specialist shows on Pure West Radio. There you go. So, if you haven't had a chance to I'm listen very, to it, tune in on Monday night. PureWestRadio.com. Uh, so, there you go. What was it? What again? It's on PureWestRadio.com, The West Files. Pure West Radio.com. Radio. Is it on podcast yet? Yeah, the podcast should be working now. Okay. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ryan Cohen right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio. We're talking about Nikola Tesla, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Chronicles International, the show that pays homage to the real reason why we're all even here tonight. The man who invented, who gave us the, te- the man who gave us the technology to make this show happen. Me. Nikola, Tes- Nikola Tesla. Oh, that was me. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. I thought I could be in the incarnation of them. You never know. Speaking of incarnation, uh, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a video uh, a few days ago because this topic has been upcoming for a while, and um, I was I was thinking that I don't know of very many. I mean, Edison has been through dozens and dozens and dozens of times from the other side with his plans for designing spirit communication devices. Mm-hmm. You know, every every spirit box out there is attributed to Edison. Right, his, it gives validity to it if yeah, you stick his name yeah, on it, right? He, he regularly pops through from the other side and gives... Hi, I'm Tom Here's a set of plans for the spirit phone. Yeah. Uh, but I, di- I didn't recall any of Tesla. Until... You know oh, you did? I was just going to say, because I don't either. I, I don't recall either. Well, there are a couple. There's notably a medium, an American medium, Pamela somebody or other. I was watching the other day, and she's channeling. <laughs> yeah, she was that memorable, and, and she was channeling Tesla. Really? Uh, now, uh, well, there were two things that were wrong with it. One, she wasn't a genius physicist who understood electricity. Evidently. And that became immediately apparent because Tesla was, and he's obviously become very stupid in the afterlife. <laughs> it happens, you know, you don't use it, you lose it. 
Yeah, well, as I say, he was a genius in life. He's stupid because he, she, um, whilst channeling Tesla, um, and there were some live questions coming in for the. Um, oh, really? Live questions? The channeling. Uh, this was this was apparently a year or so ago. But anyway, uh, somebody there were people asking questions about um, electricity and frequency and vibration and electromagnetics and electrostatics and all of the things that Tesla was a recognised genius in. Yeah. She wasn't a recognised genius. So otherwise she blew up the answers. Uh, didn't even come close to getting... Tesla would be turning in his grave uh, if he right, thought... Yes. Yeah. Um, but that was really the sum, the sum of it. Mm. There are very, very few mediums who've ever claimed to channel Tesla. And I'm wondering whether that's because he is so misunderstood or he is so difficult for the layperson to understand. Well, I, I, I already figured out why he doesn't. What's that? Because you need three mediums or six mediums or nine mediums to work together. That's well, not going to do it. There was, a, there was one... Not going to do it three. Well, it's going to work. It might, well, there you go. For your next red light sound, you can give it a go. Alternatively, you can just go... And call him through from the other side because obviously he preferred pigeons to humans. So, but it it, it did strike me as Tesla was um, probably more so than Edison interested in communicating with spirits using devices. Really? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we know of we we we've all heard the the stories of Edison. We've all read the accounts of Edison inventing or claiming to have pa- invented well, a device. Well, nobody's ever found one, but Tesla actually did um, set about to construct a device. You don't say. Now this, and in fact, Tesla um, himself talks about receiving transmissions. This was towards the, the, uh, the later years, after Wardenkraft and his work with, um, with AC. Uh, yeah, after uh, Colorado, whatever the hell place. Yeah, this, this, this started around 1899. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when he started to receive weird radio signals on some of his equipment. From Martians. Indeed. Um, and he did he did make that attribution, but then he himself said that he um, he didn't believe that they were from that they were extraterrestrial, but from beyond Earth. Um, some some people assume that that then means that they he was referring to extraterrestrial, but he was actually could also have meant extra dimensional or um, indeed as he is he in, in as he in later life. He himself suggested the dead. Right. I have, uh, you know, there's a couple of quotes. The first one is when he first heard the, the voices. This was in 1901, I believe. My first observations were positively terrified me. Uh, there was a presence in them, something mysterious, not to say supernatural. And I was alone in my laboratory at night. So that was the first time he made contact with them, and he wasn't sure what they were, uh, but he didn't like them. And that, 
we right. have we have well unlike unlike Edison who we only have that one very short phrase for where he mm. said he thought it might be possible mm. for example in, in 20 in 1925 Tesla write, writes down uh, the following well, I well, well, wait a minute, I got a 1918 so let's do that one and then uh, you can do well, the they consider, well 1918 when he started to receive the voice transmissions except that they weren't human and he wrote that the sounds I'm listening to every night at first appear to be human voices conversing back and forth in a language I cannot understand that 1918 quote I find it difficult to imagine that I, I am actually <laughs> hearing real voices from not this planet <laughs> there must be a uh, more simple explanation that has so far eluded me. Now, yes, that, that one. <laughs> There's classic Tesla, um, mm-hmm. because he's looking for, in everything. He's looking for the direct route. He's looking yeah. for the straightforward. Um, he, he was much more open to the idea that a spirit or soul existed in another plane. Um, after death, and even he, he even had to go several times, ch- um, sort of poking Edison with a pointy stick for stealing his idea, uh, his idea for using some form of radio to contact the dead. Now, do you know that had, had Tesla ever dealt with uh, any mediums? Or... Uh, no, but uh, he, cer- he certainly. Uh, there is no doubt he had an interest in them. His biographer actually discussed uh, one of his le- in one of Tesla's letters, and it's the one. Unfortunately, I don't have the hand. Um, but Tesla writes down um, in one of his letters that he was interested from afar in in some of these people, but he believed that direct communication via um, and a radio device such as the voices he was already hearing was a better explanation than them just receiving it. But he was also a great proponent of this idea that we're all uh, able to tap into a uniform energy field, and that yeah, was the ba- which goes back to the, the that was the basis of yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was the basis of his uh, desire to power the world from the likes of Wardencraft, or by sending um, power into the Earth so that it could be just picked up anywhere by anybody, um, which was what he was up to in Colorado. Right, and uh, he had some success. He, he took did take some uh, of his cold light bulbs and put them out in the field and, and was able to generate some energy towards it. Yeah, yeah. How, I mean, it's the basis of, of wireless charging for devices. However, however... He still didn't realize the problems uh, with uh, the drop-off in electricity, which is uh, the power drop-off in power, which was, uh, he just didn't see it for some reason. He just thought that this was going to do it, and he could generate power to anyone in the world. Well, the other other thing he didn't have was um, semiconductor technology. Yeah, that helps, too. So <laughs> we can achieve what he failed to do, not because he he was cleverer than we are, but he just lacked the technology. hadn't caught it with the idea. The idea had run ahead. Um, his, his 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 imagination um, and realization that it was possible was ahead of the technology that could deliver it, which is why oh, he was absolutely. failing. Which is why he was failing. But to return to the spiritual, uh, oh, yeah. the, the idea of the voices again, um, they, 
his work with radio had convinced him, because obviously there weren't very many radio transmitters in the very early part of the 20th century. Well, there in yeah, there's a there's a whole story in there, isn't it? The the battle between Marconi. And yeah, Ted. he said, let let him bribe, let him do it when he wants. He says he's doing it with seven of my patents. <laughs> the, the, yeah, but the the other cool thing is, um, at first they award the U.S. Uh, patents were awarded to Marconi. Yes, um, and then in 1943, when the when Tesla started to sue right. the American government. <laughs> They changed the patent attribution to Tesla because mm-hmm. then he can't sue them. Um, so it was, but it's it's a toss up. There are others. It's a toss up between Marconi and Tesla. But mm-hmm. like like with the induction motor and like right. with other inventions, the same invention tends. And that's what you know. Coming away from Tesla for a minute, uh, some researchers have noticed um, this weird thing that mankind seems to do. Uh, when we're when we're developing and evolving technology, it doesn't evolve from a single idea, a single seed. There is one person who's given the the uh, attribution of being the inventor, mm-hmm. but there are normally, often, two or three simultaneous, right, simultaneous inventions, yeah. and they could be you know thousands of miles apart on opposite mm-hmm. sides of the world and two people will have virtually the same idea at virtually the same time and people are you know the the, the uh, theorists the conspiratorial theorists out there have suggested that this is you know sort of implanted into man's evolution or sent and beamed into certain people rather like the start of um close encounters where they all start making things out of mashed potato and plastic yeah, mashed potatoes go like mashed potatoes and, but uh, anyways you know the interesting thing though this kind of goes to the early exper- the some of the experiments they did with uh, esp uh they actually had number generators throughout the world for it years and uh People during crisis, uh, they noticed, I should say not people, well, they assumed it's people, but during crisis times, uh, the the generators would uh, deviate from their programs, and they believed that this was was caused to ESP. Have you heard that one? I'm not actually aware of that one, no. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they did it from I believe nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and oh yeah sorry yeah that was yeah I was yeah, yes I am aware of it my okay, my, sorry my about bad that. it's uh, it, I can't remember which university it was part of it. yeah and that what they were doing is they Maybe were looking you know to that. see if they were looking to see if using random number generators you could predict things like earthquakes and natural disasters and yes, Do- yes, yes. Donald Trump being elected and yes, all, yes, yes. all manner of sort of weird stuff that was taking place. And, and they, no correlation. They did find some correlation that suggested that it was worth pursuing, and of course they haven't really pursued it. No, but it was uh, it was a long experiment, which was interesting. I didn't realize it had gone on for that many years. And uh, maybe as long I, as your red light seances. Well, not that quite. But anyway, so I mean, that's that's all about. Uh, you, you, we're talking a little bit about independent invention, and so uh, is this consciousness that uh, a worldwide conscious ESP or whatever. Maybe we uh, can attune to other people, uh, and maybe that's why we do have simultaneous invention times. Who knows? Well, it was, it was something that certainly Tesla himself speculated about, and. Mm-hmm. 
actually talked about this idea that uh, why was it that um, he always believed that mankind was sort of universally linked together, not in any sort of mystical way, but by some sort of unifying energy field. Mm-hmm. Now, this this is what's given rise to a lot of the conspiracies, because Tesla talks about this unified energy field as a thing that we can he, he could um, we all could tap into to deliver electricity to power our homes, our vehicles, our devices. But people have turned that into anti-gravity drives and, oh, yeah. and zero-point energy fields and other people have, have run over the hills and far away with notions of, you know, we're all, our brains are all dimensionally interconnected and, te- and Tesla's theory... They're all in the matrix. And Tesla's theory, and they they always if they don't use quantum mechanics or quantum theory, oh, they got to use quantum it, mechanics, right? They also liberally sprinkle in a good dose of Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. without really and and this is yeah, this is one of the problems because he is a man that people don't really understand. After he uh, understand after he died, um, as was revealed at the time and then denied later, the FBI. <laughs> went into the hotel room looking for the, his, his claimed death ray. And this isn't something mystical. He did, in fact, he tried to sell it to the hotel he was living in uh, to pay his rent. He said, I will give you the equipment and the patents for the death ray. And, of course, the American government didn't like the idea of um, them not having the death ray. And after he died, yeah. um, when his, was his uh, nephew went round to empty his belongings, he found that the FBI had got there first. Aha! Uh, ah. uh-huh. And they actually said so at the time, um, but then changed their mind in 2008 and denied having any knowledge of it whatsoever. Oh, that's and, a shame. and of course, then that just uh, fuels the conspiracy theories, doesn't it? This idea of the US government's got secret death ray technology and secret... We don't? Uh, apparently not. I think we do. Pretty sure. Yeah. Might try on North Korea then. Yeah. Oh no, they're our buddies now. Yeah, you're all friends again. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Good place. Yeah. Yeah, go to McDonald's out here together. <laughs> Just saying. That's quite an achievement. Mean, you know, hats off. That was quite an achievement. Yeah, they never give them hats off. Forget about it. <laughs> well. Nobody- uh, Nobody you likes have, him. Nobody's yeah, going to do him. So. You, have to, you have to raise your hair to him. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Anyways, back to Tesla. Uh, yeah. we, we, earlier, you mentioned uh, New Jersey. And yeah. I, I thought you, you were, wanted to begin to talk about it. Like we got, kind of drifted away from it. So do you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, this, is, this, is, this was almost the death knell for um, Tesla as an inventor and Tesla as a genius, because after the failure of the Wardenkraft um, plant at, in New Jersey, uh, this, he, this is what ran out of money, and after this, he just became a recluse. He withdrew from the world to his hotel room and spent the rest of his life... Uh, do you want to, can you explain what that yeah. is, just so... Well, I was about to. What Wardenkraft was, was the ultimate extension of all his ideas. This uh, this overriding idea that it pervaded everything he'd really done um, throughout his life, which was to give free energy to the whole world. Um, and what, he, he built this enormous 180-plus-foot-high 
tower atop of which was effectively um, one of his giant Tesla coils. And the, the tower was uh, the first step, the prototype um, of a device that he had invented, that he'd spoken about but didn't draw up the plans for, um, to broadcast, to transmit power uh, wirelessly across vast distances mm-hmm. and like Marconi had done with radio across the Atlantic using several of Tesla's patents uh, this was the ultimate extension where it went wrong is Tesla uh, just wouldn't leave it be and he just kept throwing more and more of Westinghouse's money at it and eventually and eventually Westinghouse and the cre- the other creditors called time on it. And eventually this gigantic tower um, was dismantled in 1917. Oh, uh, it was leveled. And the site is... I actually have it. I purchased it and it's now in my backyard. Uh, that's where it went. Yeah. Um, but the only remnant now of, of the site in um, New Jersey is, I think, just a statue of Tesla. Uh, but this is what finally did to him. He he didn't know. He believed so passionately in the idea that he could provide free power to the world, and that was that was the driving force for his life. This mm-hmm. idea that he could, mankind could access free electrical energy forever at no cost. Um, well, you know, according to the the conspiracists, uh, you know, the the uh, all the automotive companies have gas-based automobiles that run on electromagnetic energy, and it would cost nothing to run. But there's no patents and have them locked up, and they're never going to release them. So, well, I mean, that's partially true if you take the Tesla turbine, for example, because it was more efficient than the traditional gas engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the piston engine but of course you can imagine how many um motor manufacturers had had a vested interest in that technology and in gasoline itself i mean every the the tesla turbine would burn any combustible fuel it didn't require refined petroleum products so of course the oil industry lobby the motor industry lobby were all against the tesla turbine but Tesla, Tesla wanted. Uh, he was a very altruistic man. Um, you know, money w- didn't really matter that much to him. What mattered to him was his life's uh, driving force was to provide the world with free or virtually free energy, um, so that mankind could evolve and and not have to worry about being cold or living in the dark and he said that that was a right of every every person on the face of the planet now of course uh, Westinghouse didn't like that idea very much but they were making a great deal of money from Tesla's other inventions and believed, George Westinghouse believed that they, there was a market for what Tesla was doing, um, that they were going to you know, be able to market this, this device and right. so they did give him the funding for the Wardenkraft Tower. This famous, whenever you look at any drawing or artwork of uh, featuring Tesla, it's either the famous portrait 
uh, which you put up on the Ghost Chronicles page. And in the background, it features this gigantic mushroom-shaped thing on a giant pylon, wooden pylon, which was mm. this 180, 180-foot tower um, at the Warden Crack Estate in, in New Jersey. And, and, and you know, you know <laughs> that... Uh, to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know that... Go on, it was just a Skype, just a Skype delay, yeah, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it was uh, interesting, too, is that even some people have attributed the great Siberian crater to Tesla, uh, a errant uh, broadcast electricity. Have you heard that one before? Yeah, Tunguska. Yeah, Tunguska. I could never remember the name, so that's why I didn't even try it. <laughs> although, although Tesla did famously claim to have created what well, in fact, he told the um, New York police. That, he, that it, uh, one of his experiments had created an earthquake, because he he had he he was building a device, um, a vibrator motor, uh, and uh, this was part of his experiments. And uh, he wanted to see if it was possible to connect or find the resonant frequency of the building, um, the, the laboratory that, mm-hmm. in which. So he, he he turned it up and he turned it higher and he turned it higher and then there was a loud crack. And he asked his assistants in the laboratory, you know, where did that come from? Nobody could find the, the source of it. Uh, so he, he ratcheted it up, uh, ratcheted it up another notch or two. And um, the building started to shake violently. Some of the heavy plant and machinery in the laboratory started to vibrate. And um, in the end, he took a hammer to the machine to stop it functioning. And... Uh, because of the noise and the vibra- the intense vibration, the local police turned up at the door. And um, Tesla had said to his assistants, when, when they said, oh, the police are here, I said, tell them nothing. Uh, don't tell them anything what we were doing. And when uh, when they ask, tell them it must have been an earthquake. Ah, and, the poli- and the police went away happy. Uh, mm-hmm. So Tesla himself used to say that he had created an earthquake in New York. Uh, uh, sort of like, sort of like you and your and uh, your ultrasound. I mean, your, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, yeah. Where uh, the building down the road in Edinburgh that fell down the following day had nothing to do with me. No, yeah. no, okay. it didn't. Sure, it didn't. Uh, you know, we're just about out of time. But uh, one other thing: uh, if you go on the internet, you can also uh, check out and see. Um, Tesla's radio, the Tesla radio, which in contact then with. Uh, yeah. We actually built that, and, and uh, we got some uh, interesting results with uh, Jim Stone here. Uh, actually, Clay and I built the original, and then uh, Jim uh, refined it, and uh, yeah, we actually had some interesting results. Now, is it... Is that yeah? I mean, <laughs> well, all you need really is a mason jar, um, some stuff, and some curly bits of wire. Because yeah, it, it's not that easy to do, though. Trust me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I built one a few years ago, and what it what it really is is just a broadband um, AM receiver. Uh, not that it's just another version of the nice It does make a nice noise because it's receiving about a gigahertz worth of uh, frequency simultaneously. It's an ultra-broadband receiver. Very similar to the Raudiva diode. Very similar in design. In fact, some versions, some of the more modern takes on the Tesla radio, 
um, but you see plans for substitute some of the parts because the jar, the, the part that's in the in the mason jar, is is effectively acting as a as a diode. Sure. Uh, and all and all the curly copper bits are just an antenna. Yeah, that's so, cool. It it is cool. Uh, I remember is uh, we had a science teacher at school who who had a quite a large Tesla coil, really? uh, which would send lightning bolts a good three or four feet across the school science. Oh, lab. can we get that for next week? Next uh, <laughs> spirit quest. I uh, would. It would be good. You can still buy Tesla coils. You can. Mm. Anyway, so we do have to yeah. go. The bell had rung, and so we got to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. It's it was a cool show. I like talking about Tesla. Tesla is it's kind of like, yeah. The uh, new car is really cool. Yeah. Have you seen it? You press the button and the car will actually drive towards you and then open the doors. And yeah, you know what? We're having problems with all these self-driving cars in the United States. <laughs> We've already got a couple of depths on it, and uh, they're not being really accepted well over here. So, anyway. So that's the end of the show. Tune in next week, and I believe we're going to have someone from the Arthur Finley, uh, not the college, the Arthur Finley Center, and uh, be on the show. And then we have another guest lined up for the following week, according we to did. Steve. We, so, we have guests galore. We've spared absolutely galore. no expense. So we're going to go. This is Tunes. Thanks so much for listening, and in the words of Tesla, good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.